and welcome to the Own Your Imperfections podcast. I'm your host, Yvette, and some of you may know me as a respiratory therapist, mom of two, and wife to an amazing husband. However, I'm also an entrepreneur, fitness fanatic, confidence coach, and personal development enthusiast who is on her own personal growth and self-love journey. It's always been a dream of mine to create and build a safe community where we can get real, truly be your authentic self, learn to build confidence, and be supported in going after your goals. I've always had this visceral feeling I was meant for more. And I'm here to tell you, if you do too, what better way to start? Let's own our imperfections. Hello and welcome back. I want to start out by saying like I appreciate that you are even listening into this. It means so much to me that you're coming along on this journey with me and just learning just a little bit on how to grow yourself all while owning what we have inside is our imperfections. And I want to start this out by saying first and foremost I think this is one of the hardest episodes I'm going to have to record specifically because I'm a people pleaser and I always want people to be happy. However, when I started really looking into what I needed, I realized that sometimes people need to hear things that may hurt, but I don't intentionally want this to be thrown out there to hurt anyone. It's mainly what has helped me realize that I needed some change for myself and kind of what I wanted out of life and how I wanted my children to get the most out of me. So I want to first and foremost say that I actually want to dedicate this episode to my parents, specifically my mom and my dad, because I know as an adult now, a wife and a mother, that raising children and having a relationship is definitely very stressful and it takes a lot of work. And I know they had four children and a marriage and it was not always easy. But as an adult today, I appreciate all of the things that they did to work day in and day out to support my brothers and my sister and myself throughout all of the years. And even though they are separated and I do come from a broken home, I completely understand the difficulties of what they might have been going through in the moment. And I appreciate all of the love and sacrifices that they did give to us. Now, with that being said, I'm going to address today basically changing the cycle and reparenting myself. And I don't say this coming from a negative place because I will start with saying that in the beginning when I started kind of figuring out what reparenting was or what changing the cycle was, I came from a place of resentment and anger. And I think it was because I thought, why couldn't have my parents just done this when we were younger? Why couldn't my parents shown me this when I was younger? And I started to hold on to a lot of hurt that I had never really worked through. 
And I know that some of you may be going through this as well. A lot of us, as we grow older, tend to see our parents in different light, but our parents don't tend to see us as that new adult or as that adult because we'll always be their baby. We'll always be their child. And they don't want to burden us with anything that might hurt us even further. So maybe having like the tough conversations or the honest conversations, it was better to not have them than to fully indulge in them and and hurt us. I think they had more of a, I don't want to hurt your feelings and instill that fear in you. So it was better to just close off and not really talk about things. And I started to notice, you know, some of my unhealed trauma that I had and some patterns that I had that I felt were just unhealthy. And as I started to kind of expand my mind a little bit more and stop being so closed off, I started to understand that we're taught through all of this and our parents are taught and their parents are taught. And so it's just this generation before us, before them, before them, who is trying to parent us the best that they can. And it's all coming from a place of love and just what they were taught. And when I started looking at a lot of the things that I was taught and I was instilling in my children, I found myself that little girl again that was hurting inside as a 34-year-old grown woman thinking, why am I talking to my child like this? Or why am I doing this with my significant other? It hurt me to see these kind of things and it hurt me to have these kind of things done to me. And I wanted to do different for them. And a lot of us, and I know you're probably guilty of saying this as well, is we grow up saying, I don't want to be like my mom or I don't want to be like my dad because they did such, such, and such. Well, you are a product of your parents. And I've come to understand that I am a product of my parents. But now in a sense of I'm I'm so proud of it. I know I'm a product of my parents and I know they worked really hard to take care of us. And I had actually heard a quote by Jody Sweeney. She used to be on the Full House show and Fuller House. And she had gone on a show and recently had said that, you know, some people don't have the capacity to go to those places emotionally because of lack of empathy. So Jody said that parenting is basically learning to reparent yourself, learning how to be the parent that you needed to show up for you in all of the ways that maybe didn't happen, but that there's nothing wrong with your parents and that it's okay that they did things differently, that it doesn't make them a bad person. And for us talking about it, it's not fucked up. And I think that I held this so close to my heart because it is something that I wanted to talk about, but I had a really hard time basically talking about it because I felt like I was going to hurt somebody's feelings and I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. That's the last thing I want. But what I want people to get out of this and for you to get out of this is if you are in that space where you feel like you're in a reparenting season or you've kind of had this this feeling that you needed to reparent yourself, 
it's okay to do it. And it's okay to change cycles of generations because we don't, we want to evolve and we want to grow. And that's what I finally thought to myself was, this is something that really needed to be talked about because it was near and dear to my heart. Now I don't hold resentment over my parents. I don't hold it against them. They were just doing the best that they could do. And today as a mom and a wife, I realize that and I know that. And I love them both for doing what they could possibly do to raise me the way that I am. Because I don't think if I was raised in that manner, I wouldn't be the woman that I am today. And if I hadn't gone through a lot of the things that I've gone through, I wouldn't be the woman that I am today. But I started noticing at a young age kind of some patterns and they kind of grew as I became more mature and became married. And now that I'm a full on parent and a wife, you know, I, I used to struggle through a lot of these things, but I, I didn't know how to communicate. And I felt like I never knew how to communicate with my parents because I'm from, you know, a Hispanic family and I'm not going to lie. It was one of those, like, you know, sit down, be quiet. It is what it is. It's because what it's what I said. And I started finding that I was doing that a lot with my children. And I didn't like that. But do I think my parents were wrong for it? No. But I started noticing that pattern. My friendships. I so badly wanted these strong friendships, but they were really just not great. I couldn't hold strong friendships. I have two friends that I've had for my whole life. Um, my best friend, Vanessa, which I've been best friends with her since we were about six and her sisters, they've been in my life, Brittany and Veronica, they've, they've been in my life for years now. And we're, we have this sister friendship. So with them, I think it's different because I can talk with them about anything because they've always been there for me and they've seen me through every stage of life. And then my best friend, Brittany, that I went to middle school with who we could go months without talking and we pick back up and it's right where we left off. And as I'm getting older, I am starting to develop stronger friendships with women, but I feel like I had always sabotaged my friendships. And I actually specifically remember having a conversation with my, my friend Brittany in high school when we were sitting in her car in the parking lot. And I don't know if she remembers this or not. And I'm sure after she hears this episode, she'll, she'll message me because I'm pretty sure she remembers it. We had been having like an argument and I don't know what the argument was over, but I remember it was the first time that anybody had ever really stood up to me. And here it was my best friend and I thought things were going to be just fine. And I remember sitting in her car and her telling me that I was difficult to talk with, that I was difficult to get across to, and that I was really hurting her feelings. And that if I couldn't figure out how to be a little bit nicer or understanding or just communicate with her a little bit better, that she didn't think that friendship was going to work. And I remember that conversation still today. And it, it broke my heart because I never wanted to hurt anybody intentionally. I never wanted to sabotage these relationships that I clearly didn't understand that I was doing. But I thank her for having enough guts, I think at like 16 or 17 years old to tell me, hey, you're not being a good friend. And I remember that being the first time somebody told me something. And later on going into a relationship with my husband, who I've now have been with for almost 10 years, 
I remember the first time my husband told me, you know, I'm telling you my feelings, but you don't seem to be hearing them. It's only about you. And that broke me because I love my husband to death and I never want his feelings to not feel validated or heard or understood. But I would, I would just toss them aside and not make them relevant. And that's something we've been working through for a while now, because when he brought that to my attention, it finally made me realize how important it was that I wanted to make sure that my husband and I had good communication and that we worked through everything. But most importantly, that I made him feel just as important as he made me feel and that I validated his feelings as much as that he would validate mine. So I feel like I've always tried to mimic these relationships that I've wanted with so badly with my parents that I could never really have. And I just kind of left it empty with the relationships that I had, you know, existing through growing up with, with, with men, with friends, you know, and with myself, because I was always looking for something, but I would also always put this wall up and could not truly be who I was. Then when I started understanding that who I I thought I was, was hurting people. It's because I lacked empathy. I really lacked understanding and communication. I feel like I had no discipline for myself and not as a kid. Like I feel like my parents disciplined us as children, but growing up, I didn't know how to have discipline for myself when it came to, you know, eating or exercise. And then I also you know, I'm ADHD. So I'm somebody that has to be, you know, consistent and have discipline and have order and organization for my life to make sense. Because if not, I'm all over the place. And it's really hard for me to have discipline as an adult. I can tell you for sure that one of the things that I had noticed in my patterns was my poor self-worth. I would speak so negatively about myself and I find it myself doing it from time to time, but I've really been working on that for the last year. And that's something that I really want you to challenge yourself as well to work on because it's about resetting that brain and retraining yourself with the words that you say to yourself. And I feel like not that my parents or anybody around me really grew up talking so negatively about me. But it was the way that they would talk about themselves or how they viewed themselves or how they would talk to each other that I picked up and learned. And so it's learned behavior for me to talk negatively about myself or when having conversations with somebody, I come off so strong that it can come off negative. And I have found that, you know, really focusing on how I speak to myself is important because I want to love myself, but I also want to instill in my children that they need to speak positive words to themselves. Because if they constantly hear me say, I'm fat, or I'm not good enough, or these clothes look horrible, or I have a big nose, or I'm hairy, because let's face it, I'm Mexican, I'm hairy. But with these things, it's it's learned behavior. So my girls are going to start to talk about themselves that way because they hear their mom say those things. And I remember looking at my mom working out at the park while we're doing sports or something. And my mom would go and she'd walk and she'd walk. And I specifically remember, you know, my mom was at track mom and she would walk. And my mom to me was beautiful and she still is beautiful, but my mom would be so hard on herself. 
And I have learned that behavior now where I still criticize myself or I still criticize the things that I eat. And I don't want my children doing that. I don't want my kids to grow up with, you know, body image issues or hurting inside because they don't know how to talk to themselves or love themselves. You know, another thing that I noticed of patterns was I would play down a lot of my hobbies or my talents. I've always loved to speak. It's something that I've really loved doing. I love educating people. I love speaking to people. I love uplifting people. But I held a lot of that in because I felt like I just wasn't good enough to do it. And that, you know, I would hold myself back because I was never really shown to follow my dreams. I've been told to follow my dreams, but I've never really had somebody show me that you can go after something and achieve it. I had to do that for myself. You know, another one was I I started noticing the pattern little by little of anxiety. It started out at a young age, 19 years old, and it's gotten worse. And if you struggle with anxiety, I know that feeling of just sometimes feeling trapped in your own body or not knowing how to work through a situation can create that. And I started to notice that that was another pattern. I had really bad anxiety. I had a lot of self-doubt. There would be at times where I'd have a little bit of rage or anger. And I wouldn't say that it was like uncontrollable or anything like that, but I could feel it. I could feel the rage and anger. Um, I would shut down a lot. I do have some PTSD and I would try to overcompensate. You know, I would always try to, I would say like I explaining myself. I always felt like I had to over explain myself for situations or things that happened. You know, I'd be hypervigilant and I started to express or experience a lot of depression. And it's not solely stemmed from my parents or my upbringing, but it is a lot of these things that were never really worked through or not taught. And I want to speak to everyone about it being okay to work through these things. I think, you know, growing up, I felt like, I always respect my parents and you have to love your parents because they're your parents. But I had, I finally realized I had feelings. I had feelings too. And I had opinions that mattered. And my parents raised me to be strong and opinionated. But at times I felt like when I wanted to share my opinions with them, it just wasn't allowed. And, you know, I can tell you from a little girl standpoint, to that teenage woman standpoint, to a young adult standpoint, to now being an adult, it was difficult. It was really difficult to know that I could not express my feelings to my parents or my opinions without it being one-sided. But then I also understood that when other people do that to me, I've become one-sided. And it was really important for me to start to change that. I wanted to be able to hear other people's feelings. I wanted to be able to feel how they felt, but I also wanted to empathize with them because I had taken a parenting class a couple of months ago. My husband and I took this parenting class. And one of the things that I personally learned was I lacked empathy growing up. I've lacked empathy my whole life. 
I don't feel like it was instilled in me and I don't feel like I learned it. And that's one thing I'm really trying to learn. And I'm trying to give myself grace with this because it's hard. It's really hard to relearn something or learn something that you don't feel like you were taught. But I'm not bashing anybody in any way. It's okay to learn new things. And I see with learning empathy as like learning a new skill. You know, okay, so what? So my parents didn't teach me empathy. Your parents didn't teach you empathy. Well, in the beginning too, when you're going to school, your parents aren't the ones that are sitting there teaching you through school. It's your teacher. And it's okay for you to go to school and learn a new skill. So for me as an adult, with some of the things that I'm implementing in my life with changing the cycle and reparenting myself, I have just now started to view it as not a bad thing that I'm learning these things or that my parents didn't teach me these things, but more of a, one, I'm so lucky to be able to have the opportunity to learn these things, but two, it's a learning process. Okay, so I didn't learn empathy growing up. I didn't learn how to meditate growing up. I didn't learn how to properly take care of my body nutrition-wise, you know, health-wise growing up. I didn't learn how to properly journal growing up. But these are things that I'm starting to learn now that I find that I enjoy. I learn and I'm loving it. So I started wanting to implement that with my daughter. You know, my daughter is nine years old and she's starting to exude a lot of the same things that I feel like I have, anxiety and codependency. And I wanted to start to be able to provide her with some of these tools now as a nine-year-old so that she can say at least she has these tools as she gets older and she can implement them in her life in a healthy way. Now, am I saying that my daughter's going to grow up one day and not find something in me that she didn't like or that I didn't teach her? No, I'm pretty sure she's going to grow up and she's going to realize, okay, my mom and my dad did this and I really didn't find like it was right and I'm going to change the way I, how I do that. I hope that my children find things like that. I hope that they grow up and have their minds opened so wide that they are okay with saying, you know what, mom, I love you and I appreciate you and I know you did your best, but I'm going to do it this way because it's the hardest thing to get past feeling like you're going to hurt your parents' feelings for doing something differently or not liking the way that they did something. And it's not, you know, dismissing them in any way that what they did with us growing up was wrong. It's just knowing that it's okay for me to change the cycle of how it was done to something different now. A lot of these things I've been wanting to just instill in my girls, but they're also things that I have to practice first because it's important for me to just heal. And I'm not just healing as this little girl, but Growing up, I mean, there's a lot of things that have happened that I feel like I have never gotten closure on or never worked through. And it's important for me to start healing within, to start loving myself, but to also show these two little girls that I'm raising that you could be unstoppable. You can chase your dreams and heal yourself at the same time. And that it's okay to have feelings. It's okay to go through depressions. It's okay to hurt. 
but how do you work through it and how can it work for you like doing these practices or or working through the things that you need to work through to change your mindset so it's been really important for me to start working on these things cuz i don't want my girls to hurt and let's face it we're in the real world this is reality i cannot shield my children and i've come to that realization my husband and i were talking about it the other day you know just the world that we live in is so cruel and all we want to do is protect our girls and my husband wants to protect me but in all reality i can't protect them forever i can't shield them forever so my best bet was to start educating them and educating myself taking care of myself so I started doing a lot of focusing on me. Last year was my year of change and embracing change. This year is my year of confidence where I am learning to love me all over again because the love that I've had for myself was really non-existent. And I started creating routines, um, a little bit of healthy, you know, healthy ones and trying to stick with them because it's really hard to create a routine and stick with it. Like journaling and working out. I love working out. Now I'm a bigger girl. I also love tacos as much as I love working out, but I love working out. I love releasing those endorphins. I love feeling sore. I love knowing that I can push my body to a limit. I just love taking care of myself because I also am able to get out a lot of my anxieties and frustrations that way. And it really helps my mind and my ADHD too when I'm working out. So I love working out. Um, you know, I started journaling and it's been really helpful. I think when I journal in the beginning, it was really difficult for me because I'm like, I don't know what the hell to write down in a journal, you know, but I started as I journaled and I, I, I would advise you maybe pick up a journal and just write down a couple of sentences before you know it. I was writing three pages and I felt so light after. I felt so just relieved on getting out anything that was on my chest, whether it was good or bad, and putting it down in a journal, knowing that I got that off of my chest today. And it could be anything that you want to talk about, good or bad. You know, I started optimizing my organization. And I say I started optimizing my organization, but I really, it's not really me. My husband's really great at that. And I'm really grateful for that because I am a scatterbrain. But my husband, he'll get up at five o'clock in the morning, do a workout, clean up the kitchen and make sure that it's good for me to go so that I'm not overstressed or overwhelmed. I've tried to declutter a lot. You know, it's, it's a hard thing because we all, you know, tend to, well, I do, I kind of hold on to things a lot. I may need this later. I may need that later. And I needed to start getting rid of a lot of things. But I know that, you know, when I've started optimizing my organization a little bit better, it helps to calm my mind. And that was one thing that I started to do that was helping me work on myself because I was able to focus more on the important things of working out or journaling or even preparing healthier meals. Now, don't get me wrong. Like I still love my pasta and meatballs. I still love my, you know, my burritos, my tacos, my burgers, but I do incorporate healthier meals as well because I just feel better when I'm eating healthier and it helps with my mindset. Learning about, you know, what I missed out on and how it affected me. But going through scenarios as a little kid and as a teenager and as a young adult of that's something that I journal about is 
learning about what I missed out on, but not just like on missed out on with friends and fun and fam but like the real things that I feel like I missed out on a lot of the cuddles that I don't remember or, you know, bedtime stories that I don't remember or doing one-on-one -on -one things with my parents. If it ever happened that I don't remember, you know, things that I feel like I missed out on and working through them and how it affected me and how I wanted to change things going forward with my children or change it now that I'm an adult, maybe picking up the phone and calling my parents and saying, Hey, can we do something one-on-one? -on -one? Now, I don't think it'd be really cool to just go jump in bed with my parents and cuddle, but you know, getting a good squeeze from, you know, from time to time is important. I feel like I need that. And that's something that I lacked in my life. And I do get them now that I've expressed these things to my parents. You know, my dad squeezes me harder than ever. And all I needed to do was voice it. I feel like I've been really working through connecting with that inner child because she did have a lot of damage. And those are things that I'll get into later on, you know, in further episodes, but healing her too, but also having that little girl look at me and say, as an adult, like you are enough and you are worth it and you are beautiful because I feel like I'm still trying to prove something to this little girl that was hurt so many years ago. I've been doing a lot of letting go and just kind of embracing, letting go of the guilt and letting go of the shame, but embracing the love, embracing who I am today. And then just setting a lot of healthy boundaries. You know, setting healthy boundaries is not a bad thing. I heard a quote the other day, and I don't know how it goes verbatim, and I don't know where it's at at this moment, but it was about basically if you have to set boundaries, it should not be a negative thing. Setting boundaries should not be a negative thing. It's actually quite healthy. But if people are taking offense to the boundaries that you're setting, then those are the people that really needed the boundaries. And it's sad to say, and it hurts at times, but if people can't respect your boundaries, then those are the people that you really don't need around at this time, or maybe even at all. Because that's one thing that I've had to learn is setting boundaries and it can be hurtful. Or when people set boundaries with me at first, I would take offense to it and it was hurtful. But then I started to realize that it's important. Having healthy boundaries is important. You know, I communicate, I would say a little bit better. I work on it all the time. My husband and I really work on communicating with each other because that's something that's really important to me. I never want lack of communication in our relationship or in any relationship at that. And also, I think one of the biggest things for me was holding my freaking self accountable. I'm somebody that I never held myself accountable. But in reality, I never saw the people around me hold themselves accountable either. Whether it be my parents that messed up or teachers that messed up or friends that messed up or exes that messed up or even people who've hurt me. I've never really seen people hold themselves accountable. And that is one of the hardest things as an individual myself is to hold myself accountable when I'm wrong. Admit when I'm wrong. God, it's the hardest bullet to bite. But knowing that you do hold yourself accountable is a really, it's, it's, it's satisfying and it's actually healing because you have the ability to say, I was wrong or I'm sorry, or 
you know, I accept accountability for this because it was not right. And to this day, I'm not going to lie, like it's a struggle, but I'm doing it. And I would say the last thing that I'm learning to do is self-love. Just learning to love me all over again. I'm not a size two. I'm not tan. I don't have perfect teeth. I'm starting to get gray hair, but I'm loving myself daily. I'm learning to love me again because the little girl that was hurting, she deserves it. The preteen young adult that was hurting, she deserves it. And I sure as hell deserve it. And I need to tell myself all over again, and you need to tell yourself, you know, all over again, because it starts with you, that you're enough and that you're beautiful and that you're worth it. And that it's okay that we may have gone through past traumas. You know, it's okay that we may have gone through rough childhoods. I think what's not okay is complaining about it and not acting on it. Now, I'm not sitting here telling you pick up the phone, call your parents now and, you know, cuss them out. No. But start doing the work within yourself first to understand that you have to heal, that we can't constantly put blame on our parents. It's not their fault. I think as an adult now, it's your fault if you're not taking action to change the things that you complain about or you you care so wholeheartedly about. And that was a big realization to me. When I started realizing I needed to hold myself accountable in that and stop blaming my parents for the things not going the way that they went when I was younger or not having what you know I wanted when I was younger or not getting from them what I needed when I was younger. Of course it hurts. Working through it hurts. But I think it hurts even more when you hold on to that resentment and you hold on to that anger and you don't work through those things to heal yourself. Because I love my parents. I know one day they won't be here. I know they won't be here one day. So I can take what I've learned from them and love them for what they've given me and how hard they've worked and tried and the love that they have shown me. And I can still take the good and instill that in my children and still take the things that I want to change and instill that in my children. And I hope as my children grow that they take the good from me and instill that into their families and anything that they may have disagreed with that they change into what they, how they want to do it and instill that into their families. I hope that you got so much out of this episode today. Know that I love you with everything that I have. And what I'm sharing is literally deep down from within my heart. Like I said, this episode, I do dedicate to my parents because I know how hard they worked growing up. I know how much they loved us and I know how much they sacrificed. And I don't hold any anger or resentment against my parents. If anything, I love them more than anything today. Because I'm grateful for knowing that I have that opportunity to open my mind and change the things that need to be changed in my eyes and to work through and heal along while doing this process. Changing the cycle isn't a bad thing. And reparenting yourself isn't a bad thing either. If you're viewing it in a negative way, then you need to change your mindset in it. 
Think positively. Give your parents grace. Allow yourself grace. Because you need that. In order to heal, you need that. So I'm rooting for you. You know, DM me. Let me know if you have any comments on this. I would love to hear your feedback. You know, if you can, go and leave a review. I'd appreciate it. And if this episode hit you and you, you got something out of it, share it with a friend. If you know somebody, a family member or a friend that may need to hear this today, I would love if you shared it. Other than that, thank you so much for your time. Until next time.